Hey guys, uh, thank you for joining me on this interview today. I'm really excited. I finally got to uh, convince an engineer to sit down with me so I can pick his brain a little bit. Uh, today we're going to be talking to Philip. Hi, Philip. <laughs> Hi, Chandra. <laughs> Uh, so, Philip is calling in from all the way from South Africa at the moment. Um, Philip, Philip uh, can you please tell me how it is that you got into the industry? How did you start off in yachting? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try to keep to the short version. Um, okay, so I, I worked in mining. Um, I started out, I've, I've just always enjoyed working with my hands, working on, on motor cars and working on things that have electric motors in them or whatever. So <clears throat> after school, I became a motor mechanic. I went and I did a course and worked as a motor mechanic for a while. And then I went to university and I got myself a degree in mechanical engineering. Um, and then I ended up in mining as many mechanical engineers do. I didn't enjoy mining one bit, but it was the only, it was the only thing I could do with my, with my education history. It was the only thing I could do that made a decent amount of money. <clears throat> my brother-in-law had been in yachting for quite a while. He came over to, uh, to have a visit and he looked at me one morning as I begrudgingly got my stuff ready to go to work. And he said, well, why don't you, why don't you skip all of this and, uh, and join yachting? So I thought, well, you know, maybe give it a go. And then another year went by and then finally, you know, uh, I made the move. <laughs> and that's basically how I got into it. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed my time in yachting so much. And I can tell you that if I did discover yachting before I went into mining or anything else, I would probably have been doing this for, for all of my life. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so when you, when you went over, what was the process that you did? Like, where did you go? Did you go to the US or did you do Europe? No, I initially did the US. <clears throat> um, the simple reason was once again, because I had a contact, my brother-in-law, who knew quite a few people in, in, in the US. And then obviously, if you want to go directly to the US, if you don't, if, you know, if you're not going to go to Europe, I know in Europe, dock walking is still allowed. So you can go to Europe without a job and go find a job there. In the US, that isn't legal. So you, you need to have a job already and then, then you can basically get on, get on a plane and go to, to the USA. So with all of my brother-in-law's contacts, we, we phoned around and we found a guy uh, with a boat in a yard who was looking for uh, not necessarily a yacht engineer, but, but somebody who could sort of work with his hands and you know, would, would uh, help them out in the yard. And that was my first job. I, um, so I went directly to Fort Lauderdale, I started out in Raleigh Marine, that was the first marina I worked in, or first yard I worked in. And I uh, spent six weeks there working on a, on a good old Delta, um, had a fantastic time on the boat. And then I had to find something more permanent. So yeah, that's basically the story of how I started out on my first job. Uh, but yeah, it was just quite important to, to, to note the difference between the fact in the USA, it's, it's illegal to go there and look for work. And there's a whole bunch of people who actually do this. So, which can be a problem. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, once, if you, if you, if they catch you and they cancel your BYB2 visa, then I think it's about 10, 10 years or 15 years that you're not allowed to even reapply. So it's not really, it's not really worth it. 
Um, okay, so then my next question for you is, as far as the your qualifications that you need for yachting, um, was there a lot of courses that you had to convert or specific courses that you needed to do on top of your engineering qualification? Yeah. Um, the, the, the answer to that's a, a little bit complicated. I'll, um, I'll keep it as simple as I can. The thing is, in order to be considered uh, for an engineering position, you're going to need to do an AEC first. And doesn't matter what course you have. I mean, as I said, I was a qualified motor mechanic. I had a second qualification as a diesel mechanic and I had my degree in mechanical engineering. And you still cannot skip the AEC course. They, they don't allow you to skip it. Um, AEC in and of itself is a course that's simple enough that if you have never touched a tool in your life and you walk into that course on a Monday morning, you're going to walk out on Friday afternoon with an AEC certificate in there. So obviously, you know, if you don't know anything about it, the AEC isn't going to teach you how to maintain the vessel. Um, so you do need uh, at least some mechanical aptitude, a decent amount of mechanical aptitude. Uh, an understanding of how electrics work, an understanding of how some electronics work. And, you know, that's basically what you need. Uh, in terms of, of sort of transferring courses, they used to allow that, the, the um, what are they, the MCA, is it MCA? Yeah. Yeah. MCA yeah. used to used to allow you to do that. You could, um, they call, well, they basically grandfathered you in. If you, if you had a lot of land-based experience and some uh, qualifications, they'll take those into account and they'll basically let you do a certain amount of seat time and then you can go and do the courses and the uh, oral exams and you, you'll have a wife or a wife. They don't do this anymore. <laughs> So I was, I missed it by about a year. Um, so now with a new small vessel engineering uh, qualifications, you still can get to skip some of those uh, modules that you have to do, uh, but it's, it's a lot more of a process and they do require quite a bit of sea time. So I'm still working on, I should have, I should have been able to go directly to basically a Y3 level. Um, but I'll, I'll go to SVE chief engineer less than 3000 kilowatts. Uh, I don't have to complete all of the modules in between, but I do still have to complete quite a few of them uh, in order to get to that point. So yeah, there's, there's a way it can be your, your land-based qualifications and land-based experience can be kind of taken into account and you might get some time off, but basically the, the, the best way to get your engineering qualifications up is just to get on a vessel that actually does a decent amount of sea time and doesn't just sit at the dock and to make sure you log all of your hours, you log all of your miles um, and just keep up with everything. Uh, use, a, use a reputable company like MPT, uh, Blue Water, uh, you know, the reputable training companies and uh, work through the modules as quickly as you can to get yourself to a decent engineering qualification. Okay, that's really cool. And then, so I didn't um, ask in the beginning, how long have you been in the industry now? Uh, I've been in yachting now for about three years. Uh, okay. So I, I only joined in, I joined my first boat in May 2017. So it's just in three years now. Um, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe not every minute of it. We, we all do have our bad times, but, but I've just found it, I've, so much more enjoyable job than anything land-based I've ever done. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and tell me, did you, have you um, only done the US now or have you had the chance to go and explore the Mediterranean as well? No, I had, I had one season, uh, a captain that I worked with in the USA. Uh, yeah, he was sort of freelancing in the USA, but his normal, basically permanent job is that he runs a seasonal boat that um, in the Med. It's a 40 meter sun seeker. Uh, it's put into storage every year in, in Pisa. And then the family joined the boat in about July and we run through until early September with the family on board. So strictly, once again, strictly private, not, not uh, charter at all. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. You know, we did the, the normal, the good old milk run, starting from Via Reggio, working our way around all the way to, uh, to Parma and, uh, and of course, exporting the boat to Tunisia and then back to, to Italy via Sicily and Naples. And, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's a, if you compare the, the yachting experience in the US to the experience in, uh, in the Med, it's a very different thing. Um, in the Med, you, you, well, first off, the landscape is obviously very different. Uh, but it's, it's also the, the, the people are different. And if you, if you move from Italy to France, uh, yes, it's still Europe. And yes, many things are the, the same, but there's so many things that are different. Uh, whereas if you go from Fort Lauderdale to Miami or from Miami to West Palm Beach, uh, is, you know, I don't, I don't think it's, it's that much of a difference. Even if I've, I had a season in, uh, New York and Newport and Sag Harbor and those areas, basically New England. Um, and even that, it's still the USA. It's very similar, uh, especially the, the yachting community is very similar to what it is down in Florida. Um, Whereas the med was definitely, it's, it's a, there's a big difference. Um, then I also spent a winter in a shipyard in Greece, which was, I think, by far my favorite country that I've ever been in. Greece was just fantastic. <laughs> That's really interesting. I had a completely different experience of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think what, what I, why I enjoy Greece is simply because I think that the Greeks are as excited and in love with life as the Italians are, but they tend to speak English. Uh, I had a tough okay. time. It, it's just a personality thing. I had a bit of, I, I, I struggle when I struggle to communicate with someone because of a language barrier, I get frustrated quite easily. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I've, I've matured to the point where at least I don't get, sort of angry and throw my toys around anymore but I found it so frustrating to have to work with contractors and even shopkeepers in, in places in Italy and in, in France and nobody spoke any English and you know um, even though it was still a pleasurable experience it, it was that bit was quite frustrating but then going to Greece yeah, yeah and in Greece you know, people really do make an effort to speak English. I, I find that um, not that English is the be all and end all. Uh, it's just the case that people are, what shall we say, more accommodating. They're like, okay, well, you know what, this guy doesn't speak Greek. So let's, let's at least try to communicate in some way. Whereas in Italy, okay. I've, especially in Italy with contractors, if, if you don't speak Italian, they're like, oh, it's okay, we don't need your business. You know, go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. Um, okay, cool. So then one more question for you. Uh, if you have any advice for uh, 
people that are wanting to get into the industry and specific for the engineering side of things, um, is there any words of wisdom that you can share? Any advice? If you're, if you're not involved in yachting at all and you sort of want to start out basically from scratch, uh, I think the only advice I really can give is yes, do it. <laughs> um, because it's it really is a, a good thing to do as i said the, the important thing is you're going to have to do an aec regardless of what your um and it's only a one week course it's regardless of what your uh, qualification level or skill level is you're going to have to do that and um yeah you know from there on as an engineer it's just going to be a lot easier to find jobs on smaller private vessels um not tiny as in, you know, 15 meters. I'm, I'm talking about 30, 30 to 40 meters is about the range uh, where you're going to find work as a sole engineer. Uh, but then once you, once you actually do get into yachting as an engineer or as a, as a deckhand or a stewardess trying to sort of make a change into engineering, um, I suppose the important thing is basically to read the manual. <laughs> and, and, you know, try to understand the systems aboard the ship. The only way I've ever really been able to do that when I get to a new boat is basically crawl through the bulges, follow pipes, follow wires, figure out how things work. Um, I suppose that, that kind of makes you a successful engineer versus somebody who tends to pull uh, contractors for every issue. Um, you get those engineers too. Basically, his job is sitting in the ECR drinking coffee and calling contractors. Uh, so that, that, at the end of the day, doesn't make you a very successful engineer. Um, yeah, so I guess, I guess it's basically just a case of, you know, spend the time to get to know the vessel. Spend the time reading the manuals to understand how things work. Uh, and I, I guess apart from, from the obvious, you know, the, the good old, the important things that we all know about yachting, whether you're an engineer or not, you know, stay, stay off the booze, stay off the drugs, uh, show up yeah. on time for work yeah. and, and that kind of thing. Apart from those, I guess that, that's the only good advice I really can give. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're most welcome. Thanks for coming. Just, uh, sorry, I just have one more question. I'm probably not even going to use this, but I recently mm -hmm. ran a poll on the site um, asking people what it is that they are mostly struggling with. And the majority of them voted that there's not enough opportunity for people with no experience. Now, I know that it took me a long time to find work, but I wouldn't say that there wasn't enough opportunity. Every year, there's like over 30 big boards that are being launched. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think there's a lack of new opportunities. Do you? No, um, no, I certainly don't think there's a lack of opportunities. Uh, I think as it is in any industry, it's really frustrating if you're, as the, the term we like to use in yachting is green, if you have no experience. Yeah. It's frustrating because it's hard to get hired at all. But it's the same way in just about any industry. If you're in mining, uh, you're not just going to get a decent job really easy and easily and quickly when you have no experience. Um, so I don't think there, that we don't have enough opportunities. The other thing is, I don't really think it's something we can change. There, there is a set amount of boats and there's a set amount of crew looking. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, I think people's uh, perspectives might change a bit if you, you know, speaking specifically about captains and chief stewardesses and chief engineers and, and so on, uh, where you maybe can focus a little more on hiring green crew. If you have like a, a, a third stewardess or, you know, if you have three or four decades, you can obviously hire at least one green person. And I think mm. most boats do. Um, but there's also a large amount of vessels where you only have one or two stewardesses and you only have one or two persons on deck where you really don't necessarily have the, you know, the, the opportunity to hire green crew. You need people with experience. But no, no, I, I don't really think we have a lack of opportunity. Um, I think the amount of opportunities that we have in yachting are just about the same as you would find in any other industry on earth. Everybody wants experience. Um, yeah. So the important thing is just the persistence of sticking to it and, you know, keeping, <laughs> just keep on keeping on until you find yeah. that. <laughs> And generally, once you've found your first job, even if it's a, a day work thing, if you really put in the effort, if you really work hard and you make yourself someone who's worth keeping on board, then usually you're going to end up getting the next job and the next job. Because this, <clears throat> this, whole, uh, this whole industry of ours, if you look at a, a Facebook page like Farmer Yacht Crew with, I think, 70,000 members on it, there's about 70,000 people actively involved in this, in, in yachting. Um, but it's such a small community that half the time, if you click on someone's name on Facebook, yeah. you're going to have some mutual friends. And that also, I mean, that's the way the whole thing works. Once, you, once you've worked with or for someone who knows someone else, uh, it just makes networking so much easier to get the next job. Um, so yeah, I agree that it, it's it's hard to find that first job, but I don't think it's harder than any other industry. And um, yeah, I suppose there's nothing really we can do about the, the amount of opportunity. Yeah. Okay, cool, awesome. I really appreciate it because that's what I was thinking as well. Was that you know it is it's always tough breaking into an industry if you're new and you oh, don't yeah. have experience. Like it doesn't matter what that's the industry is. Anyway, Philip, I'm not going to keep you any longer. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it sitting down with me today. Yeah, thanks for the chat. It's been nice. Yeah, cool. Uh, good luck with everything that's on. And uh, are you working at the yeah. moment or are you just waiting for no. the lockdown to lift? No, we, I, I got stuck in South Africa. I came home. Um, we delivered the boat to a shipyard in Jacksonville early in March. And uh, I came home just basically for my time off. Uh, and then they announced lockdown and uh, I thought okay well three weeks isn't that bad I'm, I'm going to be stuck a little bit longer than I should have been but I'll get back to the boat and then three weeks turned into five and now we're in level four so we've been trying we've been fighting really hard to get the government to allow us out and we finally just got good news now it looks like we might be we might get an answer from not we might get an answer it looks like they've already made a decision um, and it will actually be sort of implemented from tomorrow that seafood is not allowed out of the country. So we oh, finally awesome. won. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Sorry. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a, an absolute struggle. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're finally getting back to work soon. Okay, cool. Well, enjoy and let me know how it goes. Let me know when you get this sign. <laughs> I'll let you know. Thanks, Shonda.